Welcome to Rise and Shine, the podcast dedicated to women in home building who are ready to rise professionally and shine personally. I am your host, Abby Cornelius, and I am thrilled to embark on this empowering journey with you. Together, we're going to dive into the world of leadership, sales, mindset, results, and corporate climbing, all tailored to the unique experiences of women in this industry. Whether you're a seasoned pro or you're just starting out, Rise and Shine is here to provide you with actionable insights, inspiring stories, and expert advice to propel you forward in your career and illuminate your personal growth. So if you're ready to break some barriers, conquer challenges, and redefine success on your own terms, you are in the right place. It's time to rise, it's time to shine, and it all starts right here. Let's get started. Happy New Year. It is officially 2024, and I'm so excited to bring you the first episode of Rise and Shine in the new year. I've got big plans for where I want this podcast to go this year, and I'm just so grateful for each one of you for being along on this journey so far. But today's episode is going to be geared to helping you redefine success in 2024 in hopes of making it absolutely your best year yet. And I know we say that every year. We want every year to be our best year yet, but that's what we should do, right? We should want to continue to grow and progress and make improvements as we boldly step into these new versions of ourselves and into these different seasons of life. And so when I start thinking about years past and how I may have defined success or how I felt the end of the year and years past, I've had a lot of mixed feelings about it. Uh, For a very long time, I fully defined success by my professional accomplishments. You know, I, I, I graduated college, I did the whole thing, I got the job, and I instantly went into sales, as many of you know. And sales is very much like stat-driven, leaderboard-driven, what have you done for me lately, hit these numbers, get these awards, get this pay. And it's something we kind of like all talk about and and focus on. And slowly over time, if you do anything long enough, it becomes, you know, ingrained in you and ingrained in your nature. And before I knew it, my success was directly tied to my professional accomplishments. And what I found was I was having some really good years and I wasn't feeling uh, like enjoyment from it anymore. I felt like, I don't know if that was worth it, or maybe I'm, you know, maybe I'm burnt out or I'm just so tired and, you know, great. I got that award or great. I hit that leaderboard top spot, but was it worth it? And what I realized is that as seasons of life changed and as I grew and evolved, different things were important to me and different things felt like success. So putting all of my eggs into the basket of professional accomplishments being my determining factor of success was really, really dangerous because there's times in your career when things just aren't going to go your way. Maybe you know you run into a slump at work or maybe there's things that are outside of your control or maybe there's other stuff in your life that is a priority and therefore you do kind of slip a little bit at work. And instead of giving yourself grace and space for that, if you're only tying your worth and your value to your professional accomplishments, when those bad years happen, which they will professionally, it just hits a lot harder. And so no matter where you're sitting today, if you're sitting in a seat of, yay, I had the best year ever. I feel so proud. I feel so accomplished professionally. Or if you're sitting in a year professionally where maybe it didn't go your way, maybe you didn't get the stats that you wanted, maybe your boss is a little hard on you and already scheduled your meeting to review 2023 and wants to know what we're doing differently next year and all of that. No matter where you're sitting professionally, I want you to take a pause and I want you to think about how you define success. If you had to draw out a pie and I shared yesterday on my socials this infographic about how like we're taught to define success as like half of the pie is salary, half of the pie is your title. 
So what would your pie look like if you had to define success today on your own terms? And how did you show up in each of those pie pieces? And then I want you to think about maybe how you should redefine success. And this isn't what your boss wants your pie chart to look like. This isn't what your spouse or your parents want your pie chart to look like. This is you. What would make you feel like success? In that infographic, it shows the new measure of success or maybe how we should measure success, excuse me. A suggestion is that we take the title and the salary, still leave that in the pie, just give it a really tiny slice together, maybe like an eighth of the pie, and then add in mental health, physical health, enjoying what you're doing, rest, relaxation, those type of things. Um, maybe you even want to add in like a, a finances part of your pie. Whatever you need, add that to the pie. What all define success for you. Because here's the deal, ladies, we are multifaceted. We are more than one thing. We are more than how we show up at work. Uh, I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I'm a daughter. I'm a friend. I'm a business owner. I'm a coach. I have all these different roles that I fulfill. And I want to show up great in as many of these categories as possible. And not in a way that's overwhelming, but in a way that acknowledges, hey, if one of these things go wrong, I can still have a great year because I'm focused holistically on the whole of me, not just giving all this weight to this one thing. And I know for me, part of my burnout during COVID was because all of my eggs had been in my career basket, all of my eggs. And when I got thrown in my house and I got, you know, exposed to like spending a lot more time with my kids, I realized, oh my gosh, I am not a very present mom. I don't know these kids as well as I want to know them. Oh my gosh, like I have a hard time giving my attention to anything other than work without feeling enormous guilt. And, and I just, I got burnout and I got exhausted because all of my eggs were in this professional bucket and it took a lot of energy for me to reset and say, hey, no, these things are important to me too. I want to show up as a great mom. I want to be a present wife. I want to have time to see my parents. And so slowly, when I saw that infographic in 2021, I was like, something's got to shift. Something's got to change. I need to redefine success for me. And I need to start focusing on, uh, on what does success look like in each one of these categories and how can I start creating a life that gets me there? So I want you to do that. You know, there are typically a few buckets that people, um, talk about when they talk about success holistically, you know, they're going to talk about, yes, your professional success. They're going to talk about your health. They're going to talk about spirituality. They're going to talk about finances. And then they're going to talk about like connection and community. That's like time with your friends and filling your cup, so on and so forth. So if you start thinking about those five categories as a starting point, what of those do you value? Maybe you, maybe you don't value some of them. Maybe you overvalue some of them. Try to take time to create your pie chart of success. Where do you want to show up? And maybe it's equal parts everywhere. I want to be equally good as, you know, uh, taking care of my health as I am being present for my kids, as I am showing up great in the work that I do, so on and so forth. But you get to define that. Nobody else has to define success. Even my part, my pie chart shouldn't match your pie chart. You get to define it. So think about that pie chart and then put it aside for a second. So once you're done that exercise of here's what my pie chart used to look like, here's what I want my pie chart to look like, I want you to kind of put that aside. I want you to grab a fresh, clean sheet of paper and I want you to ask yourself these questions. I want you to ask yourself, what am I most proud of for 2023? And don't just let it be work stuff. Think of the whole year. Uh, I was listening to a podcast and one of the ladies suggested, like, go through your pictures, go through your calendar and see everything that you did in 2023. And I got to tell you, I forgot everything that happened like Q1 and Q2. So it was a really good exercise for me to go through my photo reel and there was so much on there that were highlights for me. My uh, oldest daughter did her first year in dance competition, which was super fun. 
I didn't even realize how much time we spent with family. We did a vacation with my parents and Sean's mom. We did a vacation with my brother. Sean's sister came to visit. Like we had an enormous amount of family time this past year, which I'd never had before. But to be able to see that all in one grouping and see how much my focus on being more present with my family showed up, even just in my photos and on my calendar was huge for me. Um, so do that exercise. Like, what are you most proud of? I look back and I see all of the ladies that I helped in 2023 every month. Maybe it felt like a lady, a, a new, a new woman coming into my program here, a new woman there. But when I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, I helped 19 ladies last year and I have 10 more starting, you know, this year, like that's a huge accomplishment for me. And I feel proud of that, that I'm able to help these ladies, but it took that exercise of what are my highlights? What's, what's the big overarching thing for me to really Write out the stuff that's not monetary necessarily, but just stuff that felt really good. But also, if you did have a great year professionally or you do have financial goals, feel free to add those in. I don't want you to ever feel bad for wanting to show up great professionally. I still have high drive in that area. I just, um, what do you want to call it? Shared the wealth and giving drive to other areas of my life as well. So question number one is what are your highlights? Take time to do that. Even if you have to pause this or come back and do it after this episode, I really, really want you to take some time to dig into that. The second question is, what did you learn this year? And this one was huge for me because being a new business owner, I learned a ton. I'm always on <laughs> YouTube or calling people and saying, hey, how have you dealt with this? What do I do with this? A lot of it's been tech-related stuff. There's an enormous amount of tech that goes on behind the scenes between my podcast and my website and my group coaching program and all of this stuff. So I've had to learn a lot of that on the fly. Um, I also learned about how to build a coaching program, what works, what doesn't, and that's going to be a continual learning curve for me. But I have a whole laundry list of things that I learned. And I'm so grateful for that because that helps me remember that even in the hard stuff, which is going to be our next question, there are lessons to be learned and there's growth that's happening. So going into this new adventure, and many of you listening, you're probably in either new companies or you're in new roles. And this last year may have felt clunky for you, but clunky is where growth happens. So kudos to you. And I want you to, to celebrate and write down all of the things that you learned. And then I want you to go on to question three, which is, what was hard this past year? What was hard? And hard may be, hard may go hand in hand with question two. What did you learn, right? Because some of the hard stuff caused me to learn, but there's also hard stuff that happened last year that I didn't figure out. Um, I'll be the first to admit I did not take care of my health as much as I intended to in 2023. I'm sitting here with you like three weeks into a cold that I cannot shake as a result of me not taking good care of my health. And I, again, it's going on my list and I'm, I'm making that piece of the pie bigger for me next year. And I'm going to try to find space in my schedule to make that more of a priority because I deprioritized it last year. Um, and I'm feeling the effects of it. So I want you to think about that. What was hard for you last year? Also, something that was hard for me last year was managing two businesses and managing my schedule. And part of that was because I didn't take my own advice of setting proper boundaries and clearly defining what I wanted. I wanted to say yes to work when work came. And that was, you know, intentional as a growing business. But also it came at the detriment of me feeling very scattered because I would be working in two businesses each day. And it just really got me a little frazzled at times. Um, so in 2024, I've already rebuilt my schedule to have 
two days focused in one business, three days focused focused in the next. And then I also have a week carved out for coaching. And then the next week is for working on the business versus in the business so that I can now have more consistency to my schedule. Now, the hard part is going to be saying, I'm sorry, I'm not available then. Here's a date I am available and holding those boundaries so that I can stay in a constant state of flow and not let the workload stress me out. Because I also have, and I've held home, firm to my hard stops when my girls get home. So don't work after four o'clock typically um, because I want to be a present mom. And that's part of my commitment to why I started this business. If I want to work all the time, I'll just go back and work for a company, right? I'm trying to set my own boundaries. So you need to decide that too. What was hard for you last year that maybe you didn't figure out? And here's what that's going to be. That those The answer to that question is going to be your guide for where you need to show up in 2024. So your highlight reel, that's awesome. That's exciting that you should give yourself a huge pat on the back. That's everything you accomplished. What you learned is your progress. So even though maybe you didn't hit all the goals, right, you still made progress and that's the learning phase. And then what was hard is where we still need to invest time and focus going into the new year. So those first three questions really help you kind of figure out where are you today? And then the next three questions are kind of where do you want to go tomorrow in 2024? And so the next three questions are the simple, easy questions that we've all heard a million times, especially in the business world. There's this activity called start, stop, continue. And you need to do this for yourself. I actually sat down and did this with my kids the other day. It was really cute what they came up with. But you need to ask yourself, what do I want to stop? What did I do last year that didn't serve me? So for me, I'm stopping having an open calendar to anybody on every day. I have specific days that I work on coaching. I have specific days that I work in the family business. I have specific days that I coach and I'm going to stay in my buckets as much as I can to create sanity for myself. Um, I'm also going to stop canceling on myself when it comes to health and movement and eating good foods. I'm going to stop you know, giving myself an out in that area, right? I need to hold firm there. Um, And then continue. What do you want to continue doing? What are things that worked really, really well for you last year, right? That you want to make sure you're taking this into, into 2024 because yes, that was a best practice that served me. And we all have those. We all have things that were like, oh, so glad I did that. I'm so glad I held firm to that. So maybe it's continuing to take your time off right? You know, you feel better when you actually take that vacation. Maybe it's continuing to schedule your one-on-ones with your team because you know that they're really impactful time and that it worked for you. You're going to continue doing your sales rallies, whatever those things are. You're going to continue your gym membership if you've been faithful in that area. Um, So create that continue list. And then I want you to think about what are you going to start? What do you need to add to your routine to get the best out of 2024? And this is when you can kind of reflect back on that pie chart when we talk about here's our new definition of success, right? So maybe there's pieces of the pie that you weren't focused on last year that you want to focus on this year. So that's what you're going to start. And I want you to make a list of those things. Now, if you realize I said we're going to start by talking about what we're going to stop doing. And the reason is, is sometimes We add more and more and more on top of stuff, but sometimes we do need to say no to something. We need to stop saying yes to certain things so that we can show up greater in other things. So one of the things for me is I'm going to stop saying yes to travel in 2024. because it it does, it drains me. It takes a lot of time. It's a lot of money. And even if I'm getting paid, like I just don't enjoy the travel part. I enjoy the speaking part, but the travel part really drains me. So I'm limiting my travel in 2024 and being really intentional about that. Also, because I have this coaching program, I need to be available. And so an extra day or two of traveling here and there does take me out of the pocket in terms of coaching one-on-one. 
And that's really where I want to give my heart to in 2024. So I need to be mindful that when I say yes to traveling for training, it does limit the amount of ladies that I can help in a one-to-one capacity. And that's really where I want my main focus to be this year. So you can kind of see how we go through these first three questions of what's my highlight reel? What did I learn? And what was hard? Then that can help us determine what do we need to stop, continue, and start in the new year. And now I want you to take a moment and look at your look at your start list. What are these things that you want to start? And we're going to go through an exercise called making a pact. I don't know if you guys have heard of this before. I haven't heard of it. Um, I started doing some research at the end of the year about goal setting, and I came across this concept of packs. And I was like, yes, this aligns with everything I fully believe in. And it's more about the action of goal setting than the goal setting itself. So going through those questions helps you kind of determine, okay, here's my goals, right? I want to be a more present mom. I want to be a better coach for my team. I want to run better sales meetings. I want to, you know, focus on my health and fitness, or I need more intention around my finances. Those are the things you want to start doing. The pact is how you're going to implement that. Okay. So this isn't like smart goal training. Yes. Those goals should be specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time specific, but that's still an outcome. That's a desired outcome, right? Like I want to help 40 ladies in 2024. I want to get to my ideal weight and, and feel physically strong. I want to have X amount of money in in the bank account and start investing. Like those are outcomes. Those aren't those aren't actions that are going to get me there. So your pact is with yourself. This is what I'm promising myself to do in these areas and how I'm going to hold myself accountable to it. So pact is an acronym that stands for purpose, action, consistency, and track. Okay. Purpose, action, consistency, and track. So take one of your things that you want to start with in 2024. So for me, I'll take my health, for example. What is the purpose? What is my why behind this goal of wanting to get to my ideal weight and to get stronger? Well, the purpose for me is I feel totally sick right now and I don't want to feel like this again. Getting sick and not getting better is is 100% an example of poor health, right? Like I shouldn't be sick for three weeks. And I also went to Great Wolf with my kids in the beginning of December and oh my gosh, guys, going up all those stairs to get down the slides like kicked my butt. I was winded. My legs were shaking. I'm like, I am too young to not be able to go up. I mean, yes, it's a lot of stairs, but I should be able to go up and down those stairs with my kids and have a good time. So that was kind of humbling for me. So the purpose is so that I can show up healthy and vibrant for my family, healthy and vibrant for myself and the work that I do. I'm going to have to edit out all of my coughs on this episode. Hopefully none of them stay through, but I'm coughing like every two minutes in this episode. Like I need to show up better. And so my why or my purpose behind health being a goal is so that I can feel my most um, full self, show up great in the work that I do, but show up really great as a present and healthy and fit mom so that I can stay active with my kids. So i got a really big purpose there. And so the actions that I'm going to take to do that, this is where you create the actual steps, right? So for me, one of my actions is I'm committing to movement every day, five days a week, every day of the week. <laughs> the work week. So I want three of those days to be strength training because it's really important. Ladies, as we get older, we need to build muscle. I'm learning all about this. So I'm going to focus three days on strength training and then I'm going to do two days where it's either uh, walking or on my bike. So those are kind of my 
easy breezy outline, right? There's no, there's nothing strict with it to start with, because if we've learned anything about habit creation is that we have to start small and add on. So it's like, Hey, just lace up and lift some weights today. And then once I get into that habit, then I can level it up and I can make it more intense. And it's like, Hey, put your sneaks on and go for a walk. And then I can add more intensity to it. Same thing with the bike. So right now I'm just committing to getting out there and moving my body every day, five or five days a week and doing it in those three categories. Okay. Another thing is food and nutrition. And again, I'm not going to be super strict with myself because I know a big sweeping change doesn't stick. You know, like I went on the keto craze. I went on this craze, that craze, like for me, if I go, if I go too hard, too fast, true sustainable results is about making something small and consistent that's repeatable and you can do over and over and over again. So for me, the, the consistency portion of it ties into the action. So for me, for health and nutrition, it's just going to be, I'm going to be more consistent with eating vegetables and fruit. So it's not about eliminating other stuff, but it's about adding in the more nutritious food, the more whole food into my diet. And so to me, that feels like a win, right? Like, oh, you can have a, you can have an apple, you can have some berries, you know, that kind of stuff. Adding that into my daily diet is going to in default. And I know it always does cause me to eat less of the other stuff, right? Because I want to get that stuff in first. And then also protein is going to be a priority for me. Um, Ladies, again, as we age, we need more protein in our diet. And I just don't eat a lot of protein. Um, so I'm going to start focusing on eating more protein and trying to get that more in the morning. So that's going to be like yogurts and protein shakes and eggs and all that good stuff, like really filling my body up in the morning. And then again, typically, if you do that the rest of the day, you're not going to be as hungry, so on and so forth. So I'm trying to pick the habits that are easy enough to say yes to, easy enough to say yes to early in the day. <laughs> Well, I still have all my motivation and energy, and that will make an impact on the rest of the day. So eating healthy foods up front, eating lots of protein up front should make me feel better throughout the day. Getting just minimal exercise in, once I get started, I'll probably end up doing more. So it's just these small, like almost like mental games <laughs> to help you stay consistent. So I have a strong why. I've got some action steps I want to do. They're able to be consistent. And now I need to create a tracking system. And so tracking for you can be anything. There's apps you can download. You could make a little spreadsheet on your computer. You could just have get an accountability partner that's going to text you every day to see if you're doing it. But what I want you to do is to track your behaviors. So I made a little mini tracker in Canva. I have it up on my fridge where it says two, two fruits, two veggies a day. Did I get my movement in? It's very simple. But it's just my way of visually seeing, am I am I keeping this promise to myself? And here's the deal. I'm not going to beat myself up if I miss a day because there's no good in that. But I still want to make sure I'm holding myself accountable and that I've got a system in place. And so you can do this packed with just about anything in your life that you had on your start. So I want to start this new habit. Okay, why? What's the purpose behind it? What actions get you those results or get that habit in place? And is it small enough that you can be consistent with it? Is it manageable enough to be consistent? And then how are you going to track it? We can use this, guys, with ourselves. We can use this with our team members. If you have teams that need to form new habits, team members that need to form new habits, this pact is the way for you to start getting those habits in your life. So to recap, we kind of went through three mini exercises, and I'm sure you're going to need to dig into this more um, after this podcast. But the first exercise that we did was redefine success, create your pie chart of success for you. Two is ask yourself those six questions. The questions of what was my highlights of last year? What did I learn? What was hard? What am I going to stop, start and continue? Okay. And then you're going to take that and you're going to say, Hey, of all the things that I want to start and the new actions I want to implement, how can I create a pact? 
what am I going to commit to in terms of the why, the action, make it consistent and track it going into the new year. This is the way, guys. It doesn't have to be hard, but all these little decisions, and if you just pick one or two things that you want to focus on, let's just say even just for Q1 or even just for January or hell, make it even smaller and say, hey, just this week, I'm going to track these things. You're going to start to see this snowball effect. I'm going to tell you when I did this exercise in 2021 and I was like, hey, here's my new definition of success. Here's how I need to start recreating my life. It opened my eyes to so many ways that I could improve in just small little opportunities that presented itself for me to show up better or to say yes to my parents or to set boundaries because my kids were more important. And over time, it has totally drastically changed the way my life is today versus how it was in 2021. And that's what I want for you. I want you to step boldly into your definition of success. Stop putting all your eggs in one basket, whatever that basket might be, and open up so that when maybe you fall short in the health category like I did last year. I don't feel like 2023 sucked just because I didn't take care of my health because I was a totally present mom. I spent an enormous amount of time with my family. I helped all these ladies in my coaching business. I hit financial goals I didn't think was possible. So I took care of all these other pieces of my puzzle. So, okay, one didn't work out well, great. I'll focus on that next year, right? And maybe I make that pie piece a little bit bigger going into 2024, and maybe step back in some of the other areas just for a season as I get this new habit in place. And it's really what I want you to think about is how can you take care of the whole of you? Because my whole point of Rise and Shine, ladies, is for you to shine your brightest. And we shine our brightest when we are well-rounded. The more I started taking care of these other sides of me, the more I started feeling like myself. I started being you know, happier. I started showing up better at work, started showing up better as a mom. And your cup just starts to overflow because you're pouring into all sides of you. So if you need help creating your pie chart, if you need help working through, you know, what are these six questions? What do those look like for me? And what the heck do I need to make a pact with myself on? You know, reach out. I would love to help you through that. It's one of the things I do with the ladies that I coach is help them kind of get clear about their goals and create the path and hold them accountable to it. But if not, you can certainly just grab a notebook, have at it, do this with yourself, grab a friend, ask them to do this with you. And you have the ability to create the life that you want. You have the ability to end a year where things didn't go your way and still feel like it was a phenomenal year, like it was a good year, right? Because you didn't put all your eggs into that one basket. You know that you are many things and you need to take care of all these sides of you if you want to shine your brightest. And the great news is if you take the investment to shine in all these other areas, you're going to rise as well. You're going to be better in your career. You're going to feel better. You're, you know, you're going to do all these things that are going to level you up because you took care of the whole of you. All right. I hope you had some great takeaways in this. I hope it got you excited for what could be in 2024. And as always, I'm here for you, cheering you on, and I cannot wait to see what you have in store in 2024. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Rise and Shine. We hope you're leaving today's conversation feeling inspired, motivated, and equipped with the tools you need to make a meaningful impact in your career and life. Remember, your journey is unique and every step you take brings you closer to your goals. If you've enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a moment of empowerment and share with a friend, somebody who you think may benefit from this episode too. Also, we'd love to hear from you. Share your thoughts, insights, and even topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes episodes by connecting with us on social media or leaving a review. Your feedback helps us tailor Rise and Shine to meet your unique needs. Until next time, keep rising, keep shining, and keep making your mark in the world of home building.